Uh, good morning. Uh, my name is Dan Noon. I'm the CEO of G2 Goldfields. G2 Goldfields is listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange venture uh, under the symbol GTWO. Uh, G2 Goldfields has a high-grade gold discovery in Guyana. Uh, has an initial resource of about 1.2 million ounces at 9 grams. So uh, we're continuing to explore down there. It's uh, early days and um, Basically, this year, we think there's a lot of good news to come and a lot more answers to be discovered. Dan, thank you for the introduction. Good to uh, talk to you again. Um, the last time I spoke to you, we did a kind of a technical run through and, and Boaz and Wade was on the call with us. Um, it's been a hell of a year. You put out a resource in April. Uh, the gold market went to hell in a handbasket. Uh, every junior and um, its grandmother uh, hit rock bottom. Uh, we've started 2023 with a bit of a bang. You've had a share price rise. Um, um, can you just kind of give us a summary of how last year felt for you, uh, kind of sitting in the in your hot seat? Okay, well, basically, we um, got our resource out uh, around uh, late March, early April, the initial numbers, and um, we've been waiting for that to... Uh, clear the air and get that out there. Uh, at that point, it almost looked like we'd missed the market for raising, um, but we had a number of investors who'd come to site uh, and we did do a raising in uh, June of uh, $13.5 million at 60 cents with no warrant. Uh, that was basically for uh, large institutions and, and Patrick himself. So we, we got that away and um, then we kept drilling. So basically it's been a, um, just a story of, of, of keep expanding the OK main zone, keep exploring uh, around that to uh, find more ounces. And then we really are, didn't get much onto the uh, regional exploration along the whole trend, which we'll try to uh, correct this year. But it was, um, it was, yeah, there wasn't much reward in the market for the ounces or the assays we're putting out. We put out a lot of good numbers uh, with our drilling. But, you know, at the end of the day, just keep storming ahead and the uh, key to timing's always been there. So we think if we just keep keep driving ahead, we'll get there. And, and the start of this year has you know, been good news for us with the uh, gold price going up and a bit of interest uh, coming down the food chain and, and looking into the uh, the juniors who have real discoveries. Uh, you've just taken on um, uh, Torben uh, Mickelson, who's a construction guy. Um, you know, you've taken him on as CEO. Presumably he's down there to, to help you kind of coordinate the activities in the fields. Does this mean that you're looking at a kind of an early construction? It, 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 are you trying to be an explorer that's going to take the Oka main zone to a kind of early production decision? No, that's, that's, a, that's not the plan at all. I mean, basically, uh, uh, we brought Torben on because he um, he was at Guyana Goldfields and built that last 60 kilometres of road. He worked for IM Gold over in Suriname uh, on road construction. He was Grand Columbia's uh, construction manager of, of the uh, Torapau project. What we needed, um, when you go from just an exploration camp, it's like, you know, blue tarpaulins and uh, one rig and an excavator. As we need to ramp up, we need to get that uh, organised. So better camp, better maintenance on our machinery, a whole bunch of things need to happen before you can jump to the scale of production which we require uh, moving forward here. And he's certainly uh, very good at that and we've worked with him a lot. So really we call it COO, uh, both he's Chief Operating Officer, but the operations are exploration. So we're still definitely in the exploration phase. Uh, we're at the stage of trying to see how big this can be. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, we don't see ourselves uh, necessarily being the builder here, right? We, we, you know, it's not a secret that reunions to right to the south of us 
uh, we can see a big district occurring here. And we think that between uh, Reunion and ourselves, there will actually be a mining company who will uh, find it extremely attractive uh, to come and buy the whole package. So definitely not uh, moving towards a mining situation. Um, and um, your market cap's 100, uh, what is it, $140 million uh, or thereabouts Canadian. Um, what's and, and your first resource, I, I know it's the only start, it's, it's only the start, but at OCO you've got um, uh, about 970,000 ounces of inferred resources with another 200 in the indicator category, all at good grade. Um, what's the market capitalization of Reunion and, and what's, what's their resource uh, kind of at the moment? Well, they've got a market capitalization of about 450 million. They haven't put a resource out yet. Uh, their uh, strategy is basically to, uh, whilst they're still expanding it, not to put out a resource. Uh, we think, and from just listening to uh, what they say in the market, is we think it's probably third or fourth quarter this year they'll put out that initial resource. They've certainly published a drill program uh, that they uh, plan to do before that resource, which is down to about 600 metres. So we think that will come out third or fourth quarter. We think it'll be good. Uh, we like their project as, and we like ours, but, but we see it as a, you know, it's definitely a continuum across that border. So, you know, now I can't speak for how much they've got, and you probably know better what the, the fund managers, whatever else think, think they have, but it's certainly significant. And, um, just in the context of you know they're they're on a kind of a continual drill program can you just give me the uh what you drilled last year and what you're expecting to drill this year well last year up to the resource we drilled about twenty eight thousand meters into that uh since that we've drilled about another um fourteen thousand meters but not just in the resource elsewhere as well so uh, we expect to drill as much again um as we drilled the first another twenty eight to get to our next resource. We think that resource will come out, well, we plan to have it out by the end of the second quarter. Um, it will be uh, downward extensions of the OCO main zone, which is high grade, but also we hope to put out uh, an initial uh, resource on the lower grade, uh, disseminated style of mineralization that we see down at Ganny, which lies between OCO main zone and the reunion block, uh, which continues up to what we have in shear one uh, in the OCO main zone, which we didn't include in the initial resource. So that's a, more of a you know, tens of metres of grams as opposed to metres of tens of grams. Uh, so we want to keep those two separate, but we think we'll get both of those out by the end of the second quarter. And and how much more drilling is the Gunny uh, going to take? Because you've, you've said about another 14,000 metres to... Uh, so 28,000 to get your first mineral resource estimate, and you estimate about the same another let's call it another twenty eight to thirty thousand meters to get your second resource estimate you've done another fourteen does that mean you've got another fourteen to go or fourteen to fifteen sixteen to go before the end of the second quarter just just by or or am I trying to be too cute <laughs> I think it's because we're at that exploration phase and like we've really just got the uh discovery of Ganny happening um we're very reactive to uh the results and there's no doubt about that um so if the results from Ganny uh, come back as positive as they've been, we'll certainly expand that and we'll um, uh, go very hard at those resources because they're at surface um, and, and we want to drill probably more ounces and more metres. But it's, yeah, we, we, we're not, uh, what would you say, uh, rigid on exactly where we're going to be drilling over the first half of the year. And But for us, adding near-surface ounces is, is more of a priority than deepening our main zone. We like to keep deepening OCO main zone, but basically 
near surface ounces, and that would be Gani or uh, potentially to the north, uh, will uh, take more of the drilling if we have positive results. And where are you in your cash position? Because you raised uh, 13.5 million in June and you've been drilling since then. Um, what, what is that? Uh, uh, what's your treasury like? Uh, so we've got $9 million in the bank at the moment. Uh, we broke for Christmas, uh, so we haven't been drilling for the last month. Um, and we'll be back out there in, in, in February. And we Before Christmas, we ended up um, uh, dumping 3,000 samples at the lab. So we've got a bit of a backlog there. Uh, and certainly it's the Gany drilling and the trenching at Gany. So as we get those results back, that will determine exactly where we're drilling and, uh, and what our focus is. Um, thank you. Um, sorry, there was a bit of an internet breakup there, so I missed a few bits. But um, uh, just in terms of uh, raising more capital, you put out a news release saying that you've done a kind of the shelf prospectus so you can raise up to $50 million. Uh, you've, you've got a, uh, a new exploration uh, uh, kind of um, manager or COO and then the form of um, Torben to, uh, let's call it, take the uh, the exploration up a gear and get it more organised um, or more permanent. Um, are you, how many rigs do you have on site? And are you kind of looking to kind of gradually ratchet up the the um, the number of rigs and the, the metres that you do on a monthly basis? Or are you going to just keep it at one or two rigs so that you can maintain that uh, operational flexibility. Well, we have um, uh, four rigs at site. Uh, you know, generally availability probably about seventy-five percent. Uh, we are uh, able to get more rigs if, if we need them, but also we have the ability to slow down as well. I mean, we're uh, results-driven, so as we get results, and if a gani it, uh, it comes out as what we think it's going to be, we'll speed up, and then we'll also take breaks if we uh, feel we uh, need to catch up on the geology. So we're very flexible on that. If we keep going at the rate we're going at, our budget this year is $6 million and we've got $9 million in the bank. If we um, uh, feel that we need to speed up, I mean, my executive chairman has told me you could go to 10 or 12 if we have great success at Gany. Uh, but so but that, we're flexible on that, right? So once again, results driven. Uh, we like to know what we're drilling before we drill it. You know, cost of um, cost per ounce in expiration for the first 1.2 million ounces which is $5 an ounce. Uh, we like to think uh, we're not scattergun in our approach, but also when we actually get onto a coherent body, we like to think we can ramp up and, and drill it as quickly as possible. So we have that flexibility um, and also obviously in the budget wise. So, you know, if we just keep grinding on at the rate we have, we've got $6 million budget for the year, we've got $9 million in the bank. If we feel the need to speed up, then we'll be opportunistic and we can go to the market if, if the market's there. Yeah, good. Um, Thank you. Uh, on your first resource and and the the, the shear hosted mineralization, uh, it says carbonaceous uh, shear hosted mineralization. I always get the fear. I always think on graphite and preg robbing and kind of low recoveries. Uh, have you done any test work on that? And kind of what's the what, what, what's the uh, the outcome, if any? Okay, so we did, we did a bottle roll test and uh, we did six of those with samples between two grams and two hundred and sixty four grams. The average recovery was ninety eight percent. The lowest being ninety four and a half. And that was from the lowest grade sample. So each of those samples uh, generally had a 0.2 to 0.3 uh, residual, and that was a variation in, in the recoveries. Um, it was just uh, ground to 100 microns, and uh, it was only a 12-hour uh, bottle roll. So we didn't, you know, go forever. Uh, so very, very good recoveries, coarse gold. Uh, the carbon is just carbon. It's not, um, 
it's not activated. <laughs> so it hasn't been a, uh, it's only for instance, Bashi's metamorphism, right? So we don't have any graphite in there. Uh, but that's a good question, right? Because when you get up to amphibolite bashes with shearing, you can get that graphite. Uh, we don't have graphite, which is a good thing to know when we got those uh, leach samples. Um, we haven't done any uh, uh, metallurgy on the disseminated style of mineralization yet. We'd assume it's probably similar to what they have at Reunion, which is, I think, their uh, average recovery is a 92 or something like that. Um, so, you know, we're, we're pretty comfortable with the recoveries. We'll get into more detail metallurgy later this year. Uh, just we haven't done any gravity. Uh, and we know we've got a lot of coarse gold in the uh, in the main uh, OCO main zone, and that could be for, for the production facility at, at a later date. That'll be important, but at the moment, really just good to know that it's uh, amenable to cyanide cyanidation as it currently stands. Yeah, I mean that's a, that, that's a critical factor. That, you know, that if you, if you if you can just show that it's kind of amenable to conventional. Um processing with optionality around that particularly on the gravity that that's fantastic um so you you talk about the disseminated uh mineralization and the and the uh, the the shear hosted mineralization in the oco main zone um w tell me more about the difference between these 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 two styles of mineralization and how they're so closely related geographically and yet they seem to be treated in your mind as very different things and also in the in the in in the results as well you're getting these narrow high grade and wider disseminated grades. Okay, so back to the uh, basin geology, I suppose, you know, you, you start down the lower basin, you have your basalts, up through your andesites, through your sandstone, siltstones, and finally, uh, these carbonaceous sediments, which are then folded in the package. And so that they, they are adjacent to each other. So the sedimentary package sits on top of these uh, uh, mafic volcanics, which under Greenwich's metamorphism has turned into an extremely uh, magnetite rich uh, uh, brittle host rock, right? So that's the style that hosts the disseminated mineralization. The carbonaceous sediments uh, and the contact of the uh, the sandstones or the andesites with those carbonaceous sediments uh, get that ductile brittle contrast. You've had uh, quartz veining form on those contacts, being deformed and later mineralized uh, with very high, high grade mineralization. So the, you know, the thinking out there is that. Um, Within the carbonaceous sediments, you uh, generate a methane-rich fluid, which makes the gold uh, bisulfide complex stable. And so as it travels, and it can travel from tens to hundreds of kilometres to its, its final trap, it, it's stable when it cuts across those quartz veins, you change the chemistry and it drops out almost catastrophically. So you get this, uh, these laminations of silica carbon and visible gold dropping out, and you get these uh, great grades over relatively narrow veins, you know, up you know, half a metre to 14 metres at the Oco main zone. Now, as you come across to the unit adjacent to that, which is this uh, magnetite-rich metamorphic rock, uh, where it's been highly strained to get laminations or, or foliations of our magnetite, and it behaves almost like a banded iron formation when you pass the fluids through there with shearing. Uh, you do get centimetre scale veining, and you still get some visible gold, but you also get uh, the, the fluids passing out through the uh, more brittle, uh, host rock there when the fluids come in contact uh, they, with the magnetite, iron oxide, so your iron's accessible. So your gold bisulfide complex, the sulfides are attached to the iron form pyrite, replacing the magnetite and the gold drops out. And it's more of a uh, gentle uh, deposition as opposed to the more violent thing that you see in the, um, in the carbonaceous sediments, but they can, they're adjacent to each other. So it's the same fluids in the same system at the same time, 
different chemical trap. So it's 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 the the it's the chemical that the fluid passes through and reaches two different rock types, which are all next to each other, and one has a chemical trap which activates it very um, strongly and causes a high grade uh, close deposition. So it's all d deposed in the same place, which is where you get the narrow zones. But there's a there's a weaker chemical trap or a chemical effect in the magnetite rich, which is the replacement of the magnetite with an, uh, a pyrite and associated gold. Does that mean that the gold is locked up in the pyrite? Uh, not necessarily, and certainly at the reunion uh, block, it doesn't appear to be. But that's why I think the difference in the recoveries you see in their metallurgies at 94 as opposed to our 98, they have as low as 84. So there is that potential that some of the gold is tied up in the pyrites, but... Uh, Commonly not in, in band iron formation systems, and it doesn't appear to be so here yet. And and it can you, you can uh, conventional processing in, would suggest that you can grind that down uh, to whatever it is, eighty five microns or eighty five percent passing, hundred microns or sixty microns or whatever the grain size is, and then you can leach it from the from the pyrite. Exactly. So I mean, it's, it's, it's once again it's rather conventional uh, metallurgy, so it's, it shouldn't be problematic. And um. Have you got a handle on how to target within, I mean, you've got whatever, 17 kilometers of strike along here. Have you got a handle on how to target? Um, what's your success rate on drilling? Have you managed to vector in on, on, on what your 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 favorite zones are yet? Yeah, I mean, historically, I mean, we were exploring in the uh, carbonaceous sediments because that's where all the known mineralization was. So we were really following up on um, uh, artisanal mining areas. So that's why we found the Oco main zone, uh, and that's what we were exploring for. We can find those carbonaceous sediments undercover using VLF. It works very well, uh, ground VLF. Uh, now that we've seen that we've got mineralization in an extremely magnetic metamorphic rock, uh, we've been doing ground mag out there, which has allowed us to define uh, the magnetic bodies, So, and which is this uh, magnetic metamorphic. So, And where we have the main shear zone cutting across that uh, metamorphic that's where we get the disseminated style of mineralization. So as we come around our regional fold, which uh, has an actual plane to the northeast, now at our co-main zone, the bedding of the stratigraphy is almost parallel to that uh, shearing. So we get that long uh, zone, 900 metres of uh, mineralization. As we come down to Gani, we start to come around the fold. So the stratigraphy is oblique to that main shear. So we go through a magnetite-rich uh, metamorphic, then we come back into andesites and uh, sandstones, which is poorly mineralized, and then we go back into another band of this metamorphic uh, uh, rock, which is mineralized again. So basically, we're starting to see an oblique uh, uh, relationship there. So we can find that with the magnetics, and it was actually the ground mag that uh, enlightened us about where to drill down at Gani. So, I mean, basically, so as we... Now take that further to the northwest and we'll take it up to Arima as well. We can start to map out one, our high magnetic unit, and two, with the BLF, uh, the carbonaceous sediments. Uh, because if you're looking back through some of your old news releases, there are, you know, a few uh, dusters and a few holes. And I think you drilled uh, a number of holes in Ghani and, and missed with several of them. When we uh, um, picked up the Ghani uh, area directly after our discovery at Oko, that area was between us and the Union. Um, it was covered in old workings and tailings, and we just kept drilling straight south. And there's an inflection in the main shear there. And uh, there's been a diorite in place along the shear. So we drilled three holes directly into that uh, barren diorite. 
Um, then we drill further to the east out in our sediments, which were poorly mineralized. And we did actually only one hole hit the style of mineralization, uh, which we are now drilling. It was uh, 10 meters, two and a half grams. So that was back in 2020. Um, and was that, you know, was that through the diorite into the magnetite? Was that to the west of the, mag- of the diorite? It was to the west of the, no, it was to the, west of the magnetic rich host rock. Uh, so it was is a diorite on the western margin of the main shear, which they see down at Reunion as well. Uh, it, it can be weakly mineralized in some places, but basically it, it's, tense, it's a later uh, uh, intrusive and it, it's barren. So we were, got a bit unlucky with that. But we've done the ground mag out there and it showed us uh, where the magnetite machine it was. And so we just had to step back to the east a little bit and then uh, also be within that uh, north-south zone where the, uh, that stratigraphic unit is. So, and it's been, it's worked well. So um, a, a nice bit of geology, but, you know, it shows you sometimes when you're drilling blind, you can miss these things fairly easily. Yeah, absolutely. And um, did the, has the ground mag, uh, has it enabled you to retrofit your exploration model? I mean, can you now see why you drill there and, and do you think it's going to help you vector towards mineralization going forward. Absolutely. And there's no doubt about that. So it certainly has, has uh, guided us on our building at Ganny and where we're doing our trenches and, and uh, focusing our soils. Then also to the north uh, of the Oco main zone, where we go through that fold closure, that regional fold, we see up there really tightly folded magnetic unit, which we believe is the same unit. Uh, it's, it uh, has been heavily worked historically, so we don't have any... Um, outcropping uh, rocks there, but uh, the underlying owner, Michael Vieira, says he pulled 54,000 ounces out of there in the early 2000s. So we're up there, uh, we're auguring through this shallow tailings, about three metres down the uh, satellite. We're doing that as it's basically on a 100 metre grid. Um, we'll probably try and get in there with an excavator and get some exposure, but we'll, we will drill that. And uh, basically we have high hopes that we'll get that same style of mineralisation in that file closure. Sorry, so where, where is that? Is that North Ghani, did you say? That is, it's, no, that's north of um, the Oco main zone. We call it the bird cage. Oh, okay. And in that big regional okay, fold cage. that we have, it's uh, it's right in the uh, inflection there. And you can see the uh, creeks either side of it on our on our presentation are heavily worked. And they're basically paralleling, or they are the actual plan of that fold. And so the, those uh, the, those targets kind of came to surface as a combination of you, you, of the ground mag with the, the with what you've learned and the following the artisanal. So it's kind of a, you, you you've uh, developed your vectoring system to create these new targets, birdcage and sands. Exactly. And they, like I say, the, uh, the artisanals are uh, probably our geochemistry. So, you know, you say they destroy your geochemistry, but they've sort of already done it, right? So they take you there, then you do your geophysics, and then you try and map as much as you can. And then uh, obviously it's sands. They've got a pit going there where they've dug into it. So that's not hard. <laughs> we actually know where the mineralization is. And so I'll be able to drill that. At, um, certainly at birdcage, uh, there isn't any outcrop. Um, directly over the uh, area of interest. So we'll do our best to um, target in. We'll really tighten up the mag there and probably do it as a grid and, and try and pick those fold, tight fold closures. And, um, and we just have to drill it and see. I mean, you run the risk of uh, drilling dusters, but I mean, at the end of the day, we just have to see what's there. Um, good. Uh... Next question is Ghani. How kind of what's the what's the footprint of it? I mean, I, I, because I think investors would really like to know the the relative footprint of your, of your that style of mineralization to what Reunion have got. I mean, it, it's obvious, really. You know, their, their their market cap is three times yours, and I think investors will be looking for a kind of some kind of size clue to see if they can kind of infer 
um, a, a read across. Okay, so the strike of um, what we call Ganny uh, on, on the main shear is, is 900 metres. Um, from the top of uh, Oko Main all the way down, that shear is 2.2 kilometres. But so the main shear is uh, at Ganny, what we call it's 900 metres long. Uh, it's always mineralised, you know, 10 to 20 metres, 1 to 2 grams for sure. But in certain areas, and certainly at the Ganny North, then we've got a 450 metre by 200 metre wide uh, soil anomaly, which we've trenched, and we've uh, intersected uh, quartz veining, which we pan gold out of uh, in a number of those trenches. So we think there are um, parallel shears, which will you know, most likely have a lower grade disseminated mineralisation between them. So that's, a, that's the scale of that northern anomaly. In the central area there, it's, it's underneath a pit, which is about 300 metres long. Uh, and that's where we got 50 metres at 1.7 grams. So obviously a 50 metre uh, thickness, true thickness, we call it 40, and about 300 metres long. And then uh, down on the border with uh, the union, which they call Block 1, and for want of a better name, we can call it that. Uh, we're back into the carbonaceous sediments there, and we've drilled one hole historically, which had, um, I think it was 17 metres, 1.9 grams, and uh, one metre, 16 grams. So there's three areas along that, so three distinct different uh, bodies with barren material in between it. Uh, but the northern one appears to be the quite quite the largest, 400 metres by 200. Yeah, gotcha. Great, thank you. That's really helpful. Um, so um, what's your... Um, so your <laughs> there's so much going on, it's really quite hard to get your head around it. Um, presumably you've got... Uh, if I could simplify it down to three things, is, is continuing to drill out the Oko main zone... In, including depth extensions, and the question is how deep do you go and how much do you spend on that? Then there's Ghani, Ghani how much do you put into this um, in this this kind of southern 900 metres and how much of your drill budget uh, that you were looking at, you know, you're looking at um, uh, of the $6 million drill budget, how much of that gets de devoted to Ghani and how much gets devoted to uh, Birdcage sands, other targets along the the seventeen kilometres strike uh, uh, shear zone. That's a very good question, and we uh, discuss that commonly uh, internally. Obviously, the easy thing and the thing we like doing is drilling high grade at Oko Main Zone, but that's as far as value value add um, in in the short term. It's probably not the greatest value add. Uh, the real value add is to find other deposits uh, nearby, such as Ganny, and and we did that at the end of last year, and we did drill dusters out. At, Oko West and to the north of Oko Main. So, I mean, you run the risk of uh, wasting metres, you can call it, but maybe not, and to make these other discoveries. And really that's the uh, near-surface ounces uh, are what changes the scope of the project. At, at Oko Main, we can keep going deeper, but at the end of the day, on those three shears, with the geometry that we have, you can see 100 to 120,000 ounces a year, and drilling deeper adds ounces, but just adds mine life. Uh, doesn't necessarily affect your NPP today. Uh, finding new deposits near surface like Ganny does change that, and especially that disseminated style of mineralisation where you can look at it and say, okay, we can get a lot more ounces out per annum out of that than you can get out of an underground operation. And so for us, the discovery of Ganny is becoming a very much a focus, uh, and so if we can expand that out quickly, we, we'd do that. Uh, knowing that the end game here is probably somewhere down the road, a combination with the uh, Oko West project of reunion. But also then we don't want to forget uh, long strike, your, your bird cage, your sands, new discoveries again, just like Ganny, will, will, will add to the quantum. So, you know, they're always riskier, uh, but the rewards are greater. And so we see from 
Oko main through Gani through more exploration. You see the rewards greater, but the risk greater as well. And there's a balancing act there, and we're not here forever. Uh, so we see over the next 12 months that we want to continue with all of those. Uh, and obviously, you know, a new discovery uh, would be the greatest thing. Um, good. So many, so many irons in the fire. Um, just remind me of the timing of your target to get a new mineral resource out. And, and did you say that you're going to do a resource update for Oka Main Zone and uh, for Gani, or are you going to um, at the same time, or are you going to um, do one and then the other? No, no, we'd like to do them both at the same time. So we're targeting the end of second quarter. Uh, obviously, Oko Main Zone, we're going to keep that discrete as a high-grade uh, vein deposit and because that's exactly what it is. Uh, and then for the more disseminated style of mineralisation that we see at Gani and also Shear 1, uh, we'd like to combine that into a uh, lower-grade uh, resource. And we'd like to keep those two, two things distinct from each other because they are certainly different beasts. And so we have both of those out at the end of the second quarter. So you'll do one mineral resource update, uh, an MRE2 mineral resource estimate 2, and it will have a higher grade uh, or a, a narrow vein uh, component, which is more suitable to underground mining and an open pitable uh, bulk tonnage uh, section, which will include some tonnage from Oka Main Zone, but uh, pre presumably the, 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 the larger amount from Gani. Exactly. And so we'll have to see how we do that 43-101, but I'm pretty sure you can uh, keep them as separate bodies. And, and the last thing you want to do is blend them together, you just end up with a mess, right? So I'm sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's not the mission we want to send. We want to have two distinct, they are two distinct bodies and we want to have two distinct uh, mineral resources. And your, your kind of end goal here is you're trying to uh, establish the envelope, the potential envelope sizes of the, of the entire land package, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, basically, you know, the goal of any, if you work for a major company, your boss would say, okay, what's the big picture here? How many answers have we got? What sort of mine are we going to build? Uh, what's, you know, what capacity do we need at the mill? And so we're no different in that regard. I mean, basically, we need to show what's the potential size here, what are the styles of mineralization, how does it all fit together? So we're not about drilling off to indicated in any of these things. We're trying to find as many inferred answers as we can to show the scope of it. So people can look at it and say, here's what it looks like at the end of the day. And I'm sure people also say, if you stuck that with the reunion, here's what it looks like. And at the end of the day, it's starting to look pretty big. I mean, from the south of reunion's drilling to uh, the north of Oco Main Zone, it's 4.2 kilometres. So there's definitely something coming together here, uh, which is, is quite large. So, I mean, that, that is the end game. We all get that. Um, and so our job at the moment is to uh, define as many uh, answers as we can as quickly as we can good um well keep the dr drill baby drill is all i can say uh keep those results coming uh and i look forward to catching up with you in due course either when there's something spectacular that's that's coming out of the woodwork i mean if you if you're hanging together news release after news release of good stuff it'd be good to get an update but uh i'd, I'd certainly like to catch up with you after that uh, mineral resource estimate comes out in mid-year okay excellent mel thanks for having me today